Welcome to this edition of the Head to Head Podcast. I'm your host, Cam McKinney. This is episode number 85, and in this edition of the podcast, it's the first ever 15-minute NBA trade deadline special. That's right. In the next 15 minutes, I'm going to be talking about the five biggest moves made at the NBA trade deadline. Let's start with what the Houston Rockets did. They traded Clint Capella after giving him an $80 million contract in a crazy 12-player deal that basically lands them Robert Covington. This is the Houston Rockets going small ball because they need to get as many three-point shooters around Russell Westbrook and James Harden. They need their three-point shooting to be better because all three of their players that they depend on to take the most shots have had disappointing years shooting the ball. James Harden, Russell Westbrook, and Eric Gordon at times have not shot the ball well from free. Russell Westbrook has been awful brick after brick this year from downtown. Eric Gordon had a 50-point night, but other than that, his three-point shooting has has not been up to par, and James Harden had one of the worst three-point shooting months in the month of January by an NBA player ever. They needed to upgrade their three-point shooting, and that's what Robert Covington does, and it allows the Houston Rockets to have at least four players on the court who can make a three-point shot and who you can depend on, because right now you cannot depend on Russell Westbrook to shoot the free, and even James Harden and Eric Gordon at times have not shot it well. So, you're going to give up that center position, basically, and have Covington be a free and D guy who plays defense and knocks down the shots when you need them to be. Robert Covington is a really good defender and has developed into a decent enough three-point shooter on the court. For the Hawks, you add an instant double-double on your team to go along with Trey Young. And even on the Hawks, I think Clint Capella will get more of an opportunity to score the basketball and play pick-and-roll with Trey Young. Because Trey Young scoring 29 points a game and them not winning isn't working right now. This will help the Hawks get more wins. They're not going to go on some playoff run this year, but down the road, the Atlanta Hawks could become an interesting team in the Eastern Conference. I like this move overall. There's a lot of people saying, what are the Rockets doing? This is Daryl Morey trying to save his job because things weren't working out with what the Houston Rockets were doing. Clint Capella had become basically useless to the Houston Rockets. You're going to go out at the very least. They need to do things to mix things up. They are sixth place in the Eastern Conference with two guys who have won MVPs in the last three or four years in Westbrook and Harden. They need this to work out. Or if they don't even get out of the first round, Daryl Morey will lose his job. So this trade to me makes sense. Get Robert Covington, have as much shooters on the floor as you can, and try to win with a really great offense. Because let's be real, they're not going to play good enough defense. They need to score as many buckets as they can and be as good from the outside as they've been. And P.J. Tucker, you have P.J. Tucker, you have Robert Covington, you have good defenders out there with Harden and Westbrook. You just don't have a big man. And maybe they can get a big man on the market once the buyout market opens. They could get a Tristan Thompson and still add to this team. But there's no point in doing the same old things. They needed to mix it up, and that's what the Rockets do here. Best case scenario, they at least get to the Western Conference Finals. Worst case scenario, they're still a playoff team and they lose in the first round, which might have been where they were headed anyways. I mean, come on. They're the sixth seed in the West. Next, you have Andre Iguodala landing with the Miami Heat after all season long talking about him joining the 
Lakers or Clippers, he lands in Miami. And this to me shows that Pat Riley believes in this team. And why shouldn't he? They have Jimmy Butler. They have Bam Adebayo. They have a pretty solid roster full of nice players with Tyler Hero and Kendrick Dunn. And they get rid of two players in Justice Winslow and Deion Waiters that really didn't have a significant role on the team. Justice Winslow did not live up to the hype. He did not become the next face of the franchise like some people believed he was going to be. And Deion Waiters has been suspended a lot this season. So you get rid of two problems, you save $28 million, and you end up with a three-time NBA championship in Andre Iguodala to go along with these young players. I think that's valuable to have a veteran who's been there before because as good as Jimmy Butler's been, he has not had that much playoff success. So you get Iguodala there, you get another veteran, you still have Goran Dragic, who's been really good for the Heat recently. You have Jimmy Butler, you have Bam, you have Tyler Hero, you have Kendrick Dunn. You have, at the very minimum, the third or fourth best team in the Eastern Conference, and you are ready for a playoff run. I suspect this team to get at least out of the first round moving forward. They locked up Iggy for a two-year, $30 million deal. They got rid of Waiters, they got rid of Winslow, and they improved their team. That's the type of deadline move. And the fact that Iguodala agreed to join them proves he believes on the team. He didn't want to play for the Grizzlies. He chose to be in Miami. That means a lot for a guy who was rumored to be joining the Clippers or Lakers. I think that proves he has belief in the Heat. This next move confuses me. So the Minnesota Timberwolves finally acquired D'Angelo Russell and trade away Andrew Wiggins. So that's a plus for them. They get a guy that Carl Anthony Towns wants to play with. The problem is the Minnesota Timberwolves have lost 13 straight games. It's probably too late for them to make the postseason. But what I think this trade really is, is is a test for Carl Anthony Towns. If I give you what you want and you get to play with D'Angelo Russell, and so many people are saying this is going to be Stephon Marbury with Kevin Garnett, I do not think Carl Anthony Towns is Kevin Garnett. I don't think he has the heart or the passion or is a winner like Kevin Garnett. He has not proven to me that yet. He is a really good basketball player. I, of course, want him on my team, but he has not yet proven he can be the best player on a basketball team. So I give him his best friend, the point guard, and I say, now it's time to win or shut up. So this is your chance to prove that you're a top 10 player in this league. You need to seriously ball with D'Angelo Russell. From the Warriors standpoint, I mean, you get rid of Russell because Steph Curry is coming back, Clay Thompson is coming back, and you have a too many guards on your team already. So you get rid of Russell, you bring in Wiggins. At the very worst, Andrew Wiggins, to me, can do what Harrison Barnes did for the Warriors. Is Andrew Wiggins a bust for the Minnesota Timberwolves? Yes, but that does not mean he is a bust in the NBA overall. He can still have the success with the Golden State Warriors as a role player on a team. He will not be asked to be the first, second, or even third scoring option. He can definitely play that Harrison Barnes role while Steph Curry and Klay Thompson score the majority of the points on their team. Yes, there is still four years and $122 million on that Wiggins contract, but the Warriors were able to get a first-round draft pick. Their first-round draft pick this year is going to be very high. Get as many first-round draft picks as you can, and if this Andrew Wiggins thing doesn't work out, you can still rebuild on the fly. Listen, Steph Curry and Klay Thompson are 
might not win another NBA championship, but you might as well try. And if this Andrew Wiggins thing works out and he lives up to their potential, they could become a championship team again. What is the likelihood of that happening? I'm not quite sure. It will be a fascinating thing to watch. But Wiggins being around Curry, Draymond and Clay Thompson can only help his basketball career. It cannot hurt. He's been thought of as a guy who doesn't hustle. Being around championship players, I think, will help. He has been around a young team, Carl Anthony Towns, his entire career, put him around some veterans, and I think, quite possibly, it could work out for Wiggins and the Warriors. Every single year at the deadline, there's a huge surprise move, and this year, it was Andre Drummond being traded to the Cleveland Cavaliers. No one could be surprised that Andre Drummond was moved on an expiring contract that makes him $28 million a year. But the surprise is who it was to the Cleveland Cavaliers, a team that already has a star who doesn't want to be there in Kevin Love and another big man in Tristan Thompson who also doesn't want to be there. And what do you think the likelihood of Andre Drummond not wanting to be in Cleveland is? About a thousand percent. So now the Cleveland Cavaliers have three big men who don't want to be on their team. If this were the 80s, the Cleveland Cavaliers would be dominating with this big man lineup of playing Kevin Love. Tristan Thompson, and now Andre Drummond. They can rebound the heck out of the ball, but in today's NBA, this doesn't make sense. So are they going to buy out Tristan Thompson? I mean, that's a likelihood. Are They're not going to buy out Kevin Love. There's so much money there. He's still got three more years on that contract. Are you going to not play Kevin Love enough? I mean, you've got too many bigs on the Cleveland Cavaliers and too many guys who don't want to be there. You should be playing Colin Sexton and the young guys as much as you can to see what you have. I mean, in all likelihood, he's going to opt out of the contract anyway, so the Cleveland Cavaliers get his expiring contract, and then he opts out, and they don't have to pay him $28 million. I just don't see what the reward is here. Andre Drummond is most likely not going to fall in love with Cleveland and play there and sign a huge extension there. He is going to try to sign with a bigger market team. There's just an irony that he got traded from a team that had Blake Griffin on it to a team that had Kevin Love on it. Two teams that are primarily their star players are big men. If it didn't work out for the Pistons, it's not going to work out for the Cleveland Cavaliers. They should have gotten rid of Kevin Love. They should have gotten rid of Tristan Thompson. Not add Andre Drummond to the mix. It just makes zero sense in my mind. I do not like the direction the Cleveland Cavaliers are headed. For the Detroit Pistons, this makes all the sense in the world. This wasn't working. To watch the Detroit Pistons play basketball this season has been maddening. Blake Griffin has not been there for you most nights. Andre Drummond is a double-double machine, but he doesn't hit his free throws, so you can't have him out there in clutch time. That is his biggest crux. He cannot be out there when it matters most, and he cannot impact the game. He can have as many 20-point, 20-rebound games, and you can still lose all of them. He doesn't have the impact on the game that his stats say that he has. For the two big men that were traded this deadline, I like like the Hawks acquiring Clint Capella more than I like the Cleveland Cavaliers getting Andre Drummond. It just makes more sense for the Hawks to get Capella, who's locked up for a while, than the Cavs to trade for Andre Drummond when you already have big men. You're not playing enough. Like, you're not utilizing the big men that you do have. I don't see a huge upgrade of Tristan Thompson to Andre Drummond and Kevin Love. Like, I just, neither of those three guys 
guys are going to help you win a significant more amount of basketball games. And the final move I want to talk about is Marcus Morris being traded to the Clippers. Isaiah Thomas was also included in that deal, but he's likely to be bought out. So this is all about the Clippers getting Marcus Morris. And the biggest key of this trade is they kept him off the Lakers. And Marcus Morris is quite a good defender. I've watched him play for the Celtics the past two seasons. He's a vastly improved three-point shooter, shooting a career-high 44% this season on the Knicks. This guy is a gamer. He tries hard. He's good effort guy. I think the Clippers needed him more than the Lakers did. Because I'm going to be honest, if the Lakers had traded Kyle Kuzma for Marcus Morris, I would have thought that was bad. Invest in Kyle Kuzma and develop him. There's real potential there. Marcus Morris is a vet. The Clippers feel like more of a team that could add a veteran like that. And the Clippers didn't give up a young talent. But from what I'm hearing, the Lakers would have had to have traded Kyle Kuzma. And that's a no in my mind. So the clear edge for the Clippers for getting Marcus Morris. Again, this is a guy who can defend pretty well. LeBron at times, so think about that. Again, he's shooting 44% from free. This is a really good upgrade for the Clippers. Have a bench with him and Lou Williams, I think is so good for the Clippers to have. They have a better bench right now than the Lakers do. The Clippers won the battle for Marcus Morris, but does it mean that they're going to win the battle for LA and win that Western Conference Finals and make the NBA Finals because most people think right now that the Western Conference Finals is going to be the Lakers and Clippers. I would give the Clippers the edge because I think Kawhi Leonard and Paul George are going to up their games for a playoff push that I don't think Anthony Davis and LeBron James can even see coming at this point. And now you add Marcus Morris to go alongside with Lou Williams. Montrezl Harrell is an underrated team. I think the Clippers are going to start to be the Clippers that we will see in the post season and that's a dangerous thing for LeBron and the Lakers. I mean out of the five moves I've just talked about this move might have the biggest impact on the postseason run. I mean other than if Andre Iguodala can help the Heat get to a conference finals Marcus Morris going to the Clippers could have changed the balance of the NBA because if the Clippers get past the Lakers and Marcus Morris has a huge playoff series against him we will be saying if only the Lakers had gotten Marcus Morris. That's what this comes down to and if this If it turns out this way, the Clippers look like the geniuses and the Lakers are going to have to be second-guessing themselves by not making a trade at the trade deadline. So again, one more time, the five biggest moves of the NBA trade deadline. Clint Capella traded to the Hawks as the Rockets get Robert Covington. The Heat make the move for Andre Iguodala. D'Angelo Russell traded to Minnesota for Andrew Wiggins. Andre Drummond lands in Cleveland and Mark Marcus Morris goes to the Clippers. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Head to Head Podcast. I'm Cam McKinney. There'll be a new episode of the podcast every Monday, so please rate, review, and subscribe.